Hey, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, our guest today is Carmen Ciracillo. He's our headliner. He's played our club many times, also known as the construction comic. Very funny Italian dude out of Cleveland. Uh, definitely check this guy out. Very funny. Got a huge following on Facebook. And uh, he's been making moves in the industry, man. I know you're going to love him. And uh, also our feature act and our second guest was also Devin Siebold. He is a local Florida comic. Definitely making a name for himself. One of the funniest guys in Florida. He's been killing it. And uh, this was actually a short podcast this time. Both these guys had other things to do. And that's what, the, that's what it is. That's what the green room conversation is. We try to do it as naturally as possible. And we don't force anybody to stay on the podcast. And so they uh, they had to go prepare for their sets. Carmen was working on some new material. And Devin was getting in the zone. Both of them had great sets that night. And uh, they're very, very funny guys. And we talked about a lot of different things. We still had a decent podcast. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy this one. Thanks. Welcome to the conversation. So this is a conversation at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, we're in the green room, and uh, Devin Seabold is right over there. Say hello. Hello. Say, Thanks for having me. That's what he sounds like. That is me. He sounds, he's, you know, and you do have one of those voices that doesn't, I don't think, represents the way you look. Not at all. Uh, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I, isn't, that, I, isn't that wild when you see yeah. when you when you hear someone on the radio for mm-hmm. years and years and years? And you just have this picture in your head of what they are, and they're just not even close. Quite yeah. literally, on the radio, on podcasts, and, yeah. and people that meet me that know me from that stuff go, "This is nothing like what <laughs> no. I pictured." But it's usually it's it's a usually not a bad. You know, there's right. there's you ever you ever see like radio jocks sometimes, and you're like, "Whoa." <laughs> you know, yeah, like, whoa, oh, yeah, you're yeah. like, I didn't realize you look like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's almost like what homeless guy wandered into this concert, <laughs> and then yeah. you go, Oh, no, that's the radio DJ, that's, you know, that's the guy that has the morning show, yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> you never, it's so it's luckily not one of those like shocked, like, Oh man, he's yeah. homeless, but mm. I'm, you know, mm. I'm, I'm a gigantic person, and yeah, I don't really think that. Yeah, you, your voice doesn't sound like a big guy. No, you know? not at all. And there's a bunch yeah. of little guys that have those big, booming, deep voices, yeah. and mm-hmm. you expect this six foot three. Those guys are know? weirder, though. They're like overcompensating for something, you know? Like well, yeah. The little guys are the trying big Trying to attract the women. Yeah. The, you know? <laughs> Just have it. We they're just, the ones that want to call the woman on the after the first, you know. <laughs> they're like, hey, what's your number? Why don't you just text? I'd rather call. <laughs> I'm 5'2". I'd rather yeah. call. That's good. Oh, man. But being 6'6", six, six, you know, I don't I don't need the commanding voice. You no, know? no, no. People generally listen if I ask something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's they, a lot of big guys that don't have big guy voices. Right. Like, Shaq know? not being one of them. No. Shaq has the deepest yeah. voice. He does. And he, it's just... He's, he's always got that bare, old Barry White kind yep. of thing. Yeah. Going. He sounds exactly how he looks. Like, yeah. <laughs> but Mike Tyson, on the other hand, oh, you know, right. you would make fun yeah. of a person that sounded like that. Yes. That's why and he got jacked and started beating people up. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But then you you meet him and you you know, or you see him on TV, you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I would not mess with that man. No. Be bet in the world. Bet in the world. <laughs> yeah. No it has way. to be with that voice. You have to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Make up. Absolutely. For it. I have big voices. I mean, it's a, 
You know, when when uh, when Louis C.K. was here, it was interesting watching all the shows that he had two headliners opening for him. I yeah. mean, you know, great great acts, both of them, and and then had a, actually a host too. And and boy, he he's Louis got one of those voices that just it's it's a it's a baritone kind of voice, mm-hmm. and it's rich. And I never thought about that with him. I never really until yeah. you compared it to the other three in front of him. Yeah. And when he just started talking, it just filled the room up. Oh yeah. In a way that those other three voices didn't. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And it just commands. It just commands the room. But it's just you know, it just it's just a gift that he has. Have you had Gilbert here before? Godfrey. Yeah. One time. One time now, that's a night and day stage to off stage oh, voice. Oh, oh yeah. And and a lot of people don't realize he's a, he's a switch it on kind of guy. You know. Yeah. He has to switch on that voice. And when he, when I first met him, you know, he was on stage and I was his middle, and uh, and then I I went up and I didn't get a chance to talk to him between, and he came off stage and he he comes up to me he goes he goes Devin you were. You were very pleasant tonight, and I was like, "Yeah, well, are you pulling something on me?" And he's like, "No, this is—it's—it's it's very pleasant to work with you. I right. really enjoy your set." And he's still got the quality of that voice in his voice, but it's—but it's not. He's not yelling. That exaggerated tone yeah, way yeah. down. Well, how, of course. How, yeah. how we were to be if he was like Devin? Yeah, <laughs> I love your set. <laughs> so awkward. And just awkward. To talk like that in person. I mean, what yeah. would you feel like? if I was him? Though, I mean, I'd order at McDonald's that way through yeah. the drive-thru, you know, <laughs> just to throw him off. Like, sure. Is that the parrot sure. from a very Aladdin iconic voice. that wants a number four? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Nobody'd think it was really him in a no. million years. Mm. And uh, and you know, I don't know, you know, how immediately recognizable he is to a lot of people. I mean, there right. are people that, I mean, he's been out there enough that know what he looks like, but I think there's a ton of people that don't know what he looks like. They just yeah. know the voice the voice from the cartoons right. and the Aflac duck, right. and they, but oh, they've never right. really seen him mm-hmm. because they've never gone and looked at a special that yeah. he was on. And then they're whatever. surprised at how dirty he is. Oh, um, not just dirty. Yeah. Dark, dark, yeah, dark and dirty. Yeah, really that, dark, that was yeah. the thing with him with with us was that, and, and that was one of those that that uh, I've had two situations, him and Tracy Morgan, where I, uh, the the agents did not prepare us for how yeah not just dirty but bizarre dirty that they were going to be, and that was and and that was a bummer because it was. It was not what people expected, mm-hmm. including me. Mm-hmm. And and, um, and and if I had known that, like Bob Saget, right. if you know that yeah. and you can prepare your audience for it, they're fine with it. Yeah, yeah. But when they don't know it, it, it just blindsides them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's weird how an audience, when they know, when they know that this act is bizarre or filthy or dark or whatever super edgy the same audience can enjoy it from the get-go right but if you blindside them you know and they think they're getting a disney character right you know or they think they're getting the guy from saturday night live and it's not right it just they they 
it, it, they'll flip. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll flip. Uh-huh. And it's... Uh, Entertaining. So, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not the act's fault. And, no, it's as the a representation's comic, fault. For right. Not, for not setting them up well. Right. I, I Like I said, I opened for him. And, and after the second show, you know, when he's getting to his dark stuff, I would start to pay more attention to the audience because you could see the tables that yeah. weren't ready yes. you know they just weren't ready and the second that he jumped into you know a pedophilia joke or something yes. i mean they, that table whoop, yeah i mean like there just yeah. looks back and forth like janet did you know yeah. you know Why? what did you did bring he, us to did he really <laughs> say that yeah. you know yes. and then the, the the dirty feeling that I got to go to church after this <laughs> moment, you know. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's no. like the it's like the same thing when you see like those spontaneous open mics that you know, the whole family came in and then they're like, why are they setting up speakers and stuff? Like, are mm-hmm. they doing karaoke night? And they have no idea what they're getting into. Right. You know, you watch that table freak out and they realize they're right up front for a comedy show and they didn't even plan for it. You know. And sometimes the best is when you have a, a comic that brings his friends and family out <laughs> yeah. and they'd never yeah. seen him before <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. they're blue as can be yeah. uh-huh. and yeah. then you get to see the uncomfortable smiles from mom and the yeah. nodding of I still yeah. love you but mm-hmm. what are you doing right now you know? <laughs> yeah. those are the best there's yeah. <laughs> a lot of those moments early in comedy yeah, yeah. I, love it. I prepared my people <laughs> yeah. but uh, my mom my, my mom my mom died before I ever she ever got to see me do stuff. She got to see me do theater. She right. see me in plays. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember when my grandmother came the first time, and she picks a fucking Friday Late Show, you know, <laughs> at the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga. Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, come to the early show. She said, ah, it's just not going to work. I, I need to come to the late show. And uh, I was like, okay. But I said, and at the time, we were doing a lot of imp- improv. We were doing, there was three of us, and we did we did about 30, 40 minutes of stand-up, each one of us doing 10, 15 minutes uh, to kind of sell that we're funny. And then the second half of the show was all improv, all mm. improv structures and improv games. Yeah. Well, you know the nature of improv is what is the nature of what the audience is. That right, time. yeah, you got to feed off You them. know, you're feeding off the audience, and you're going with their suggestions, and, and da-da-da. And I told her, I said, man, Friday late shows, it, it'll get rough. Yeah. You know, and I told her, I said, it, it's going it, to, it'll get, yeah. and of course, you know, it did, you know, and it was a motherfucker, fuck, I, I, I don't think we said cunt. <laughs> we said everything else. At that point, your grandmother and wishes you would. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. We let, she was, after we, after we, she was with, she was with my aunt and her daughter, you know, and my aunt was a little, uh, you know, she was the one, that, and she's sweet as she can be, but she doesn't want to hear that shit. Right, you know, and uh, uh, but my grandmother goes, "Hey, I totally enjoyed it," and I said, "Well, okay, I just you know was worried about the language." She goes, "Son, we've been doing it longer than you've been saying it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you know, that's the thing that people are always younger comics are always uh, pleasantly surprised with our crowd. They're great. That there, you'll walk out, and they, you, sometimes you know, mm-hmm. you walk out there. And there's on a weekday night 150 or 200 in there, and I mean it. It's a sea of gray hair. Mm-hmm. I mean you yeah. you know 70 percent of it, and they're just you. That, people go, oh, I got to work cleaner. No, that, that's, no. That's actually how I uh, did so well in the World Series of Comedy because I was one of the last comics up, and everybody was doing cleaner, 
and the crowd wasn't really responding. And somebody threw in like a mildly suggestive joke and suddenly they lit up. And I said, I gotta change my set. They don't want this. They don't want, you know, Disney. They Why? want edgy. Right. So I went they edgy and, and, and killed that set. It's and true. it had a great time, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I've told people before that uh, Carmen Sosolo, our headliner, just sat in, pull up the mic there, say, say hello. Hello, Mike Stevens. Hey. That's him. That's Carmen. <laughs> you know, we opened this up by, by the fact that Devin started talking. I said, you're one of those guys that doesn't have a voice that looks like you, you know. What does that mean? Well, he, <laughs> he doesn't. His voice doesn't have a quality of being a big person, right? You know, and uh, who him? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought we were talking about me. No, no, we are now. No, yeah, we are. What do I have a voice that looks like? An Italian guy yeah. from Cleveland. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. It fits. Yeah. It fits. It fits perfectly. Oh, I thought you said I don't have a voice. <laughs> no, you do. You that do. Fits. No, yeah, your voice. You're, you're good. good. Uh, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> but for comedy purposes, his is better. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Right? I could have picked your voice out of a lineup, having <laughs> never known. <it>. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's weird because uh, I said Nick DiPaolo. I would have said Nick DiPaolo voice. Uh, okay. Oh. And you got you got a Nick DiPaolo voice. Yeah. You know who could yeah. do my voice instantly is Timmy. Mm-hmm. Wilkins, he could yeah. do my voice so well that he would trick my wife. <laughs> okay. Oh, she was not. He could do my voice pretty well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. really good at, at uh, pissing off wives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, the uh, we were just talking about older crowds, not especially. Everybody thinks, oh, they want clean and now I they I, want professional. Oh yeah, they want they just want a good show. Oh, they yeah. don't give a shit if you're. Yeah. Why? Is there a concern? No. No. no concern. Someone has an old person's gig? <laughs> What's an old person's gig down here? Uh, villages. The villages. That's mm. Really? You yeah. think that's an old person's gig? Not oh, really. Yeah. It's not super old. No. I did a podiatrist office in the villages. It's very old. It is. <laughs> the podiatrist office was. I've got some wow. friends that have moved oh, there. Man. And they absolutely love it. I hate yeah, it. I, I hate it. They, it's they, a nightmare. I would, really? I, I don't think it's me. I hate it, man. I couldn't do it. I brought my son to a gig. I was doing a gig up there, right? I brought my son, my wife. We're in the hotel room. We're looking down on like 90 yellow vested like ducks. <laughs> they look like ducks going into the water. They were doing some type of team event. And my son was like, he looked at that. It was as scary as anything he'd ever seen. He, I, he wanted to leave so fast. I go, this is what people do at the end of their life, buddy. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of built it up as a cult. Right. Because I had done it 20 years ago when I, I met the right. guy that built the whole thing. Oh, really? Right. So he's showing me this map of all the land they've acquired. You know, like yeah. when Disney stole, not stole. <laughs> <laughs> but he, they snuck away people's parcels. Yeah. You know, by, by not using the correct name and all that. Right. They did the same thing at the villages. Really? They were able to acquire, right? And then this one guy who wouldn't sell out, they had him on the map. And they had all the lines. He couldn't get out of his house, you know. And I thought, wow, man. Wow. Did they leave him there? He, I don't know. This was probably 15 years ago. Do you remember? Do you ever work Atlantic City? It's been like five years. There used to be. There was a woman when they built the strip. Same thing. There was a woman in a little house that would not sell out. Yeah, I remember that. And they literally built the casino over the top yeah. of her house 
and it was back. This was back in the eighties, but it it was there. Yeah, she they, was still they alive. Stole She's not alive anymore. The house always wins. Yeah, <laughs> stole, but they stole their air rights. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, no yes. kites, no balloons. Exactly. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> you can't fly nothing over the house now, man. You don't even own, you don't even own your own air over the house. You, you Come would, on, man. You wouldn't be mad about that 15 years ago, but you'd be mad now that we have drones and stuff. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. fly a drone now. Yeah. I never knew about those air rights until a, a friend of mine here in town, who's a big developer, banker, all that kind of attorney, and he was talking about an area down around downtown here where he did not own the property but somehow he got the air wow rights. wow i go how the fuck right can that even happen lawyers it's incredible they're so <laughs> sneaky what do they I, want the air rights for though it's so weird when you go up yeah i mean it's like like as an example you own a condo on the 10th story on on siesta key Hurricane knocks it down. Guess what you own? Air. Mm-hmm. Oh. You owned air. You know, and it's like, well, how do you recoup air? Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're on, you're on, you're on a point on a GPS. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Before you were born, Northport was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wanted that property. So, and underwater property was even less valuable, and they were selling it. You know, you remember that whole general oh, development? Oh, of course. They were flying people over. Yeah. And were, people were buying shit from the air. Well, that but was. It turns funny. out the people who bought that underwater property ended up selling it back to the county at crazy prices because they needed drainage. Oh. So they still won. Oh, but, yeah. it, you know, it took them 40 years. Yeah. Who the hell wants to wait? Yeah, that was, the, that was the running joke about Florida back 50 years ago was that they were selling swampland saying it was going to be developed one day. You know, that was the thing. When people and it was. Because I remember yeah. driving <laughs> 41 yeah. all the way down, you know. Yep, yep. When there was orange groves and wooden signs that said, buy property in Florida. Yeah. Right? And people ignored it. Yeah. I still think right now, man. How old are you? 27, 28. Yeah, you could 20. be multi, multi-millionaire by the time you're 80. By the time I'm 80? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of hope in you. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm saying if you're that young. That's when I cash out. If you bought now. Yeah. Even in this market in Sarasota, look at I mean, where else? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been all over the country, some parts of the world, and you know that Sarasota is never gonna. Yeah, it's never going down in value. Right. No, no, no. It's the only the, thing you have to watch is the sea climate level change. Rise. Yeah, that might. But you, you, know. you own the air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come inland. See, I'm, I'm, I'm about four blocks Bayside, mm-hmm. and see, I figured I'll be beachfront. Right. You'll be good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. My do- when my daughter inherits it, she'll be beached. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okeechobee will be valuable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I don't know. But yeah. no, not, not, not I right just now. like saying it. Going <laughs> I know. Okay. Okeechobee. 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 Drive through there. Oh, man. Indian town, Okeechobee. That's a different kind of Florida there, brother. That's real Florida? Yes, it is. Bell Glade? Yes, it when is. When you see prisons out in the middle of, and you go, man, I'm lucky. I don't care what happens to me. I am lucky. Arcadia Correctional Facility, right? Yes. I drive by that all the time. Like, I am lucky that I, I'm just not in there. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, because who knows? Right. Just be glad no matter where you're at if you're not in prison. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, there's people that are more comfortable in prison than out of prison. That's the thing that yeah. is crazy to me. Well, here's the whole pisses, segment of society. Here's what pisses me off about guys in prison. They got all their hair. I'm like, are you high? <laughs> what did 
you think was so valuable in life to steal? You got a whole head of hair. <laughs> you don't even know what you got. I hate to see a prisoner with good hair. It hurts. <laughs> Just doesn't know anything. Oh, man. That's right. You have prison hair. That's what I got <laughs> shit hair. I got, I got community. I don't even know what the hell I got. Service. Community <laughs> service hair. Nah. Uh, no, that... I, I, I've, have you, have you, has anybody in here ever been in jail at all? No. no. Yes. Yes. One night. One night. DUI? No. Stupid, <laughs> stupid fight and misunderstanding by the police. Miscommunication. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they were wrong. Totally wrong. Right? You Everybody f- listening to this podcast heard your voice and said he's been in jail. For <laughs> At least it was only one night. That kind of shows you something. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Me too. I'll tell you what. I sat in there that one night in a drunk tank in Memphis, and I thought about how many times I'd heard guys say, oh, you know, you just got to do short time, you know, like a year or something. A year? I'm sitting there th- that night. I'm right. going, I wouldn't want to be in this motherfucker for 36 no. hours. No, no, no. You know what? It wasn't the other people in the cell. It was the fucking guards that worried me. Right? Yeah. I, like, I that's the they, I n- nobody cares about you in prison. Oh, no. No. All right, guys. All right. Have a good, Have a good show. Less is going to go up. We'll do like a tight 45 or something like that. Yeah. Or Maybe. Hour maybe. It's, thir- it's Thursday. There's no second show, so yeah. we might get oh, sixty good. out of them. We got hey, we got to get some time in. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta work this night. Gotta get my, uh, my reps in tonight. Yeah, got what's going on? Material. How was last night? Good. Yeah. It's good, but I have this new bit that I'm doing that is scary. Scary. Yeah, because it's uh, scary for you or scary for the audience. Both. <laughs> it's about uh, my father getting shot and killed. Oh. So this is a whole new. How do I make this funny? Holy shit. I've been fleshing this thing out. Is it funny? I think so. Yeah? I think it is. If I told you the story without being on stage, you know, without the pressure of an audience, yeah, yeah. you'd probably go, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't even have it completely fleshed out. Right, right, right. This is a, a 40-year-old story. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, you know, I, I try to, I'm trying to bring this out also with, you know, I'm, I'm kind of walking the edge on this. You know, yeah. there's a danger here with the society and with my family. <laughs> Because they're, you know, they're still alive. Yeah, they might so not the appreciate it. the shit that I say, yeah. I'm already putting shit online that they don't like. Really? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm revealing too much. <laughs> the whole, you, I'm not kidding. You, don't you have anyone in your family that says, you should keep your mouth shut? Yeah. Don't say anything? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have this all the time. What kind of family are you guys part of? What do you mean? Like, are you well, I mean, if you're... T- no, I'm not Italian. <laughs> like, no. Uh, keep but, keep but, your uh, fucking other, mouth shut. Oh, yeah. My it's worse than that. Is, uh, my ex-wife's Colombian and Puerto Rican. Okay. And she actually tried to put in the divorce papers that um, every time I make a joke about her, I'd be fined $250 wow. per joke. Wow. Well, that's the evil that's Latino... Uh, women, I mean, yeah. I love them before the divorce, but after it's <laughs> yeah. fuck. Don't even go near their family, them, yeah. knives. Yeah, so I can like, see the passion, right? Did, did that work? That she no. really tried to. <laughs> That's yeah. not legal. Okay, let me ask you something. How long were you married to her? Uh, three years. So you got really nine years of passion comparatively if you would have married like an American girl, right? Exactly. It was such a hot. It burned yeah. so fucking hot. Right. Burned out. It's some type of metal that burns a lot quicker and a lot faster than normal stone. Mm-hmm. That's what you married. Yeah. yeah. A and chemistry experiment. That's what you had in, <laughs> in, 
in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> your <fuck> chemistry <laughs> experiment in your bedroom. Yeah. That sounds about right. Unfortunately, I wasn't good with mixing things. Oh shit. Wait, so and, did she uh, only did she only dislike your bits before you got divorced or no. after? It was after. The, the the thing she did before is I had jokes about past dating and other women mm. and yeah. she wanted all those changed to be about her. Oh, well, and then a narcissist. Yeah. And then once that all once we split then it was no, you can't write any new material about me. Oh, so yeah. which inspires she, you to write all the material yeah, about her. She said jokes, and yeah. so I just basically go on stage and talk shit about her, not make it funny. She's <laughs> uh, like, I, you owe me 250 bucks. No, nobody laughed at that. It's not a joke. <laughs> that sounds like, just, like an Al Anon or a divorce Anon, or don't they have a marriage support group? <laughs> Something, yeah. That's some funny shit. Right I need to go to that. They probably do have that. I always thought there should be a support group for the spouses of comedians. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe she would have benefited from that. The mm-hmm. ex-spouses or like the current? No, spouses? man. Oh, anyone who wants to go. Because <laughs> you're it's scarred. Hard. It's hard to be a spouse of a comedian. Yeah. There's a lot there. You know, the time away. the, And plus, if you think about it, and I don't know if you ever thought of it, com- comedy is erotic. It's one of the, like, for women especially, one of the really? things that turns them on is a what? man that can make them laugh. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. A man that can make them laugh, right? But it, it might not come out of world. a comedian's and, mouth. No, but you're giving that to <laughs> a hot to guy that can make you laugh women. is a lot better. Yeah, than yeah, some true, fucking true. you know guy yeah. that uh, has a Napoleon complex. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's why he became a comic. But still, I mean, you can look at guys like Mitch Patel, and they've got you know, yeah, yeah. amazing women. I mean, like yeah. a lot of prior these, to his fame, uh, no, after, right? Yeah, exactly. But the, ah. the comedy, well, I don't know. I don't Chicks know, I don't like know cash. Yeah. yeah. So Mitch Patel cash is just as good <laughs> as fucking uh, that fat guy that died cash. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whatever his name was, the funny motherfucker that was doing the black voice. Oh, uh, the big guy. Uh, Ralphie? Ralphie. Ralphie May. Yeah. yeah Ralphie That's May. son of a bitch. Who wants to sleep with him? No, yeah. She, she can sleep she on him. Pretty. Yeah. But he I'm had a just lot of saying, money. man. He's like, like a bed. He he had like, a lot that of money. guy was funny as shit. He was funny. And money, but attractive wise? Yeah. He used no. To, Does it cover up? No. I mean, no, yeah. Did you ever work with him? No. I used to open for him. Really? Yeah, all over. He had, he had a weird pattern, too. He had a bag full of money, about 100 grand. Oh, he, he was just like... keep cash. Like cash money millionaire. Yeah, I think it was because at the time he was uh, going through a divorce, and I think he just wanted to keep it off the books, but he had 100 grand cash what, uh, that he would just float in the green room, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Money changes everybody that's a floyd money mayweather would do he would yeah. carry on a hundred thousand dollars in a duffel bag and spend he told it. me a great story though he said that he uh he was in the green room at um one of the la comedy clubs mm-hmm. he said tosh had just signed his re-up for uh tosh.0 he said tosh came in and, and you mean tosh that i had a geckos yeah I in see. 92 the, the yeah. Tosh, daniel tosh yeah tosh.0 I know. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, just making sure. Yeah, I've been yeah. around for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Tosh came in. He had a $250,000 keys uh, to his new car. And he's like, he, he's showing it off. And was like, yeah, I got this. I got, you know, 250 grand. And uh, Ralphie said, I would, I would toss my keys at you. He said, but they're in the hands of my driver in my $1.2 million bus. <laughs> and he's like, shut Toss up pretty quick. He's yeah. like, eh, yeah, you got a lot more money than me. That's crazy. You know, though money, though, after a while, it's not the thing. No, it's not the thing at all. <clears throat> it is for security, for children, for diapers, for food. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you don't need that much. No. No? You don't need that much cash. You don't need that big of a place anymore. 
no. you don't need to press impress nobody and it's yeah. a beautiful feeling mm -hmm. right the freedom now you're relaxed now right. you're not trying to prove everything yeah. and then you find out who really loves your ass yeah, yeah you know yeah. not that many people do by the way yeah very few so. people love you yeah very few very few i love more than i should love more people Really? What the? You don't believe this? I don't believe. I'm a you. lover. <laughs> I'm a lover of people. No matter if you got money, whether it don't matter to me. Says the guy that spent the night in jail for a fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a misunderstanding. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. Right. Right. I was cleared of all charges. <laughs> <laughs> I was man. You should. I was panicking because I didn't want. You know, I was trying to be a lawyer back then. Oh really? Yeah. You were a good lawyer. I, I hate. Like. Fuck, man. You I would never want to be a lawyer. Right. I don't know. I. I uh, <laughs> lawyers don't get to argue. They gotta read a book and figure out how to, you know, twist everything. I don't I like it. I haven't heard a lot of good things about being a lawyer lately either. There's a no. lot of my friends that are lawyers that are saying that money is not doesn't come in like it used to. Like for a lawyer, used to yeah. be a guaranteed six figure job. Yeah, and yeah. Now it's just work. work, do, work. Lawyers don't care about people. If you look at a billboard and it says Dan got me five hundred thousand oh, dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. Does yeah. Dan want you to be safe? Does Dan want you not get into a car accident? Does no. Dan not yeah. want you to lose a fucking hand? Yeah. I don't like lawyers that are uh, scumbags that have changed the, the, the world, by the way. Yeah. The yeah. way we have to live, what we have to say, how we watch. The reason why your kid can't fucking jump on a trampoline in my backyard is because of a lawyer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the shit that's going on. And that's why everyone's educated how to steal money from other people. This whole idea of transferring wealth to the, to the poorest people, it's happening. Yeah, if you yeah. don't have shit, go find a lawyer. He'll fi he'll figure a way how to sue Walmart. And guess what? That kills society in general. It's not yeah. it's not funny. It's not great. That's why when I talk about lawyers, and yes, maybe I've had my own experiences with lawyers. <laughs> maybe I'm a little tainted. Maybe there's a pending lawsuit in my life. I'm just saying. <laughs> fuck them. I even with my kids. I've got two kids, three and four, and I bought them a Power Wheel. And yeah. it goes pretty fast. And the thing weighs about sixty pounds, but it's a two seater. And uh, some neighborhood kids came around and were like, can we ride? And yeah. at first I was thinking, well, yeah, maybe, you know, sure. And then one of them got in and my kids started driving and he tried to get out <laughs> and ended up rolling. And luckily oh. he didn't get ran over. Oh, but my God. I was, and then I was like, you know what? I said, all it's going to take is one time. And yeah. then these parents are going to own me and, yeah. and my children and do my you have career. A, do you have a uh, umbrella policy? No. Why? Uh, just don't. How old are you? Uh, 34. Uh, do you have a house? I do not. No. Do you have a renting. car? I do have a car. You're married? No. Divorced. Oh, that's right. Divorced. Yeah. Do you have nothing to lose? Nothing to lose. Don't worry about insurance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you have something. Right. Right. Then you got to get the umbrella policy. Right. Because it'll cover everything. Which is still cheap. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you don't have any money and you get into an accident, this is the lawyer thing. They will just fucking garnish your wage for the rest of your life. Oh, if, yeah. If they win. Yeah, yeah. And if your kid rolls another kid over <laughs> in a little power wagon, it's just as bad as Hulk Hogan's son putting his fucking Corvette into a tree. Yeah, you're going to yeah. get sued, and your life is never going to change because yeah. of lawyers. And they're in the school system. If you've got a little kid, how old's your kid? Three and four. Boy? Yeah. Boys, both of them. Yeah, man. You're in deep shit. Yep. They can't fucking talk to women. They can't, <laughs> right, they can't yeah. jump on some. They can't rustle on the bus. Zero. Yeah. I can't imagine how, how much worse it's going to get unless parents start standing up and saying, fuck you to the school systems. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do. Go ahead and sue me and then let the world figure out how to live cohesively again 
uh, when nobody has any money to pay for anything or when the school systems go down the hill because no teacher wants to be in the school system right now. No, None of them. Right. I can't, you can't even touch a kid, pat the kid, hug the kid. If a kid gets away from you, like my, my wife volunteers taking yeah. care of children and still got shit, she don't get paid. She's doing it out of the goodness of her heart. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't her, it was one of her coworkers. They had to be put on administrative leave because some other person said they grabbed the kid wrong. The kid was running away. This is the horse shit that, this is why comedy should exist everywhere. Yeah. This is the only way I, I talk about it on stage about my kids. Yeah. You know, not too much anymore because they're out of the system. And I prayed to God for that day. I was so happy when it was over. Yeah, when they graduated. But he's in college, and guess what? Yeah. Constant shit. Really? Constant shit. If you do something wrong, I get it. It's fine. But if you don't do anything wrong and they're looking to sue you, why would you want to function? Mm. Yeah. You know, it's crazy that this society, the suburban society, is a lot more tight-assed than the society in New York City. I thought New York City would be a little more tight-assed, a little more, uh, yeah. a little more concerned about like kidnapping or murder. Kids are running in the streets in New York. Yeah, yeah. They play in the streets. The school system s sets apart a street. They can play in 84th Street on the Upper East Side. That's their playground. Yeah, yeah. They walk by themselves. The parents are not guiding their ass to the bus like we do down here. You know, if your kid leaves the house and he's on his bike, he doesn't come home for 10 minutes, all of a sudden you're tracking his phone, you're flipping out. It's, it's you have to let go. Maybe love your kids a little less. That's the message here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's healthy. It is healthy. Yeah. All right. Let them be. I have to go look at some things. This is a big show. Big show. The show tonight? Big show tonight? Of course. Yeah. Big show. You gotta go look over your stuff. Oh, no. see, Beth Snyder just texted me. She's here at the show. You know Beth Snyder? No, who's that? She, well, I don't know if she's still a comic, but she's been a comic here for years. Really? But she opened up her, uh, she has an ohm factory, like a meditation oh. place where you can relax, yeah. baby. Yeah. Cool. See, we have a big show. Yeah. All week. How yeah. are we doing on numbers? Any idea? Great. Sounds good. As far really? as I know. Yeah. Good. Pretty sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't look at the numbers. But I'm going to do a look. They haven't, they haven't showed any concern. No concern. No concerns. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. It just, <laughs> just got cold up north, so they're coming down. Didn't you just sign with didn't you, something coming up for you? Anything big coming up for you? No? I have a lot of things happening. Yeah. A lot well, of can you talk happen. about them or no? Uh, I mean, I'm, I got an apartment in New York City. Nice. Yeah. So we're trying to uh, get some more shows. I've done a few. Comic Strip Live, Skinny Bar and Lounge, a couple of good deals at the Double Tree, like, like bar nights right now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to get with you know, like the Broadway and Gotham and everybody else, and it's a, it's a friggin' nightmare to try to get through yeah. you know, and deal with everybody, just like any comedy club. You know, try to get through anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The guy that runs the South, basically. That guy that's out of Charlotte. I don't yeah. deal with them anymore because I got tired of sending video. I got tired of worrying about, you know, yeah. trying to get booked at clubs. But New York has been uh, pretty good now. I got a couple of private venues. Nice. I have uh, a lot of private shows. That's where, you know, I've been spending a lot of time. But now I'm trying to revamp this entire act so I can do more public stuff. Right, right. I don't know if it's going to pay off, but we have, you know, construction school next year. I got 40 seminars. So what I try to do is I book public events along with the construction 
Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no television or nothing cool, man. Uh, yeah, no. Just podcasting with everybody up in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of podcasters. A lot yeah. of the, the shows are so cool in the bars because they're in basements. Right, low ceiling, right? Like tight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of work trying to convince people that no matter if you're a pro, look, I think the problem with comedy is uh, too many comedians, number one. How do we get rid of that? Like, you two got to go. <laughs> and then uh, another problem is uh, the open mic night that they have, the yeah. guys are willing to pay money for, is sick. Yeah, yeah. Five bucks, ten bucks to perform. It's Comics don't have money. This is not what... Yeah, bring no. your shows. You can't bring anybody. You don't know anybody. Nobody yeah. wants to come to your show. You're yeah. unknown. Yeah, for an open mic, too. Yeah. It's very difficult for the comics to get stage time right now. Yeah. And uh, a lot of funny people. Yeah, a lot of funny people, but you got to tie it in with something. Become the dentist comic, become the golf comic, do something. Right. Yeah. Then you will get money, <coughs> and then you can do shows all over the country. Right. Find your niche. But I've been preaching too long. Tonight or just in general? All my life, I've been telling <laughs> comics this. All my life. I think it's very important, though. If you want to be, if you want to make money, and you want to get stage time. Yeah. Brand yourself in a certain way. Kind of. Brand yourself for a little bit. Or get the hell out of town and drive. Right. Don't concentrate in New York. Don't concentrate in L.A. Hit the road. Go yeah. to the middle America. Really, I mean, that's really the, the best place. Because you can get more stage time, less competition, hone your act, but work. But work, yeah. Work. Write material. Right, Devin? I agree, 100%. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I saw that one video on Facebook uh, that you do, like, the construction, like, flashback to the 80s. Yeah. One of them was, like, 2 million views or something like that? 7.6. I'm sorry 7. if you 6. were a little off on that. 7.6. 100%. That is actually giving me some traction with it. That's like, to, I right? thought about that. You know, I've been, how do you get your own group of people to come out and see you? 53,000 followers on Facebook is not enough. I have that. No, yeah. It still is not giving me enough. Yeah. YouTube, I have like 5,000. Yeah. Not enough. You need 250,000 Yeah. on YouTube. Those are dedicated people to you. That are watching every fucking... Yeah. If you had a million people on Facebook, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm making money off of the videos. Right. Which is good. Right, right, right. But as far as getting people to come into the show... Yeah, it's not... Very few and far between on that. Yeah. And like yeah. Vic DiBattetto, he's got it made. He doesn't realize he's got it made because, you know, like everybody else, as soon as you get where you want to be, you want to get to the next fucking level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. you can't be happy with your, you know, I tried to reach out to him. He don't know me no more. You know, he, he texts back to me a little bit, but, you know, you could feel the frustration. Yeah. You're just looking, you know, I think for comics to help each other, it's important to do it. I try, you know. I don't, I don't really uh, have any club connections. That's what most people want. Yeah. But I can tell you how to make money. Right, right, right. You know, you're interested in making some cash or marketing. You know, you won't have to worry about your bills. That's a good thing. But as comics moving other comics up the ranks, that is so few and far between. Nobody's helping you. No. No one. That's what I said. I love people too much because I do help a lot of people. Right. You know, I used, to, I used to try to book comics with me all the time. 
or try to get them to write right, a certain way. Like if they want, like, you know, if you want to try to learn how to do a little bit of corporate work, how to get that work, who to market to. Um, there is a water cooler around the corner if you need some. Yeah, it's uh, it's possible. Yeah, he's got to get ready for his set. I got to get ready for mine. Yeah, what do you do to prepare? You just go over your set list a little bit. Yeah, well, this new material stuff is making me. How much? Spend uh, way how much time you got? How much new material you got? I got a lot. I don't know. Time-wise, it's probably a good ten, chunk? fifteen minute chunk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I spent the last. Yeah, I think I this is why I, I kind of. I've seen you've been working. I, I even saw you at a couple open mics just locally, yeah. just working it out, you know? Which Try you to work do. it out. Yeah. Okay, so he's ready now. He's going to be bringing up Devin. Yeah, I think so. And how long you doing, Devin? Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast please go to our website mccurdyscomedy.com for all of our upcoming shows events and special events we got a lot of them coming up don't sleep on them and uh thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed carmen at all uh please go to his website carmenciricillo.com that's c-a-r-m-e-n-c-i-r-i c-i-l-l-o and devin siebold definitely definitely keep track of this guy he is definitely going to be going to the big stage soon uh that's devincomedy.com d-e-v-i-n-c-o-m-e-d-y.com and as always we appreciate and love every single one of y'all for listening and we'll see you next time thank you